Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Koslowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. And same applies to any professional who may appear on the Light the Fight podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Light the Fight. As always, I'm your host, David, and today's episode, like all of our episodes, are brought to you by 1-800-CONTACTS, our community sponsor. So I always like to give a big shout out to 1-800-CONTACTS for all the support they've given us here at the podcast and for all the support they've given our local community. Also, we're brought to you by Lingo Eyewear. If you need good sunglasses, go somewhere else. If you need great prescription sunglasses and great prescription glasses in general, go to Lingo Eyewear, www.lingoeyewear.com backslash light the fight. That's spelled L-I-I-N-G-O eyewear.com backslash light the fight. Use promo code light the fight for $30 off your very first order. Well, today's episode is about a topic that I learned about back in approximately 2004. I just graduated from uh, graduate school, and at this time in my life, I was going through something that starts with a D and ends with a divorce. That's right. David, the marriage and family therapist, has been married and successfully divorced. And when I say successfully divorced, no disrespect to, to my ex, because there's no bad blood between us. I, I wish her the best. She has a family and kids and for all my estimation, I assume she's doing great in her life. At this time in my life, though, I was not doing good, and I decided to leave said relationship. When I was leaving the relationship, um, I was going through counseling, and when I was going through counseling, I came to the conclusion understanding that this relationship is difficult and as painful as a breakup would be. It was necessary. So as I'm finishing graduate school, you know, I'm going through different articles and different things that, you know, I'd read throughout graduate school, and I came across one that I'd forgotten about. And in this uh, paper that I read in graduate school, and I was cleaning out, you know, my, all my files and stuff, I saw in the paper it said personal comfort versus personal progression. And it really struck me. I was like, huh, personal comfort versus personal progression. And this was a, a licensed therapist who wrote a paper about some of the struggles that he saw some of his clients going through in a marriage relationship, uh, intimate partner relationship. But he also said it wasn't exclusive to those things. Obviously, if you have a very close relationship with a very best friend and um, your goals, your aspirations, and your interests, likes, and probably even your lifestyle um, causes uh, a disconnection, that this information in the paper that he shared was something that he thought would be helpful for people who are therapists coming up to know to be able to share this information with their clients. And so I read the paper again. Obviously, I didn't read it that good the first time because the very first time I read the paper, really, I wasn't going through a divorce. So I was like, oh, yeah, just another marriage type of tip, whatever. But this time when I went through it, um, I was uh, living at my cousin's house. Very specifically, I was living in his basement in an empty room on a mattress on the floor. And the only highlight of that experience for those months when I lived with him was that he had a very loving pit bull that used to come and snuggle with me every single night. 
And they felt so bad for me. He'd go to Costco and just buy me bunches of snacks of gummy snacks because I'm a gummy snack guy. Bring me a box, a family size pack, put them down there, get a bunch of pizza rolls and, and brownie, uh, you know, mix. And, you know, at that time, that's what I was into. Obviously, I wasn't into a lot of health and fitness when I was going through my divorce. And, um, you know, that was my scenario and situation. So I'm laying on this mattress in a cold basement, uh, with, luckily with the, an amazing dog to, to be my buddy and keep me company. And I was reading this paper, just, I mean, just really going through it. If you've ever been through a divorce, it's a different type of loneliness. Even when the divorce is the right thing to do, even when uh, the breakup is necessary, you feel pretty hollow inside. At least I did. So I'm reading this paper. And as I'm reading the paper, I realized that I had a different aspiration and understanding of what I thought the future is going to be like with my partner. And she obviously had a different understanding of what she thought a future is going to be like with me. And in the paper, when it said personal comfort versus personal progression, I started to read through it and I started to understand something that was pretty clear in my counseling sessions with my counselor. Um, just to give you a little background. We were supposed to go to couples counseling. We both went one time. And uh, after that, I was just going by myself. Um, my ex had admitted to me that she said, hey, I don't want to go to this and open up all this stuff from her past and everything. So it was kind of good in that way because I think we were already heading towards divorce anyways. But it was really good for me because I was able to go and just try to figure out like that I was making the right decision because I didn't want to get a divorce. I don't think anyone gets married saying, hey, what's your goals for your marriage? Well, to get divorced in a year. I was married for a couple years, but... So I'm reading this paper and he illustrates something really interesting to me in the paper. He said, when you have one person that's seeking or their goals and aspirations really align in this category as personal comfort. So that might be a person that's saying, Hey, you know what? Like I want to have a successful business so I can have a nice car so I can be respected. So, um, I can have, you know, a lavish lifestyle. And, you know, lots of trips and, you know, the live the dream life. And then when you have another person who's their primary focus are things revolving around personal progression. Now, both of those two people, he said, they both can want financial security. They both can want a nice home and those things. But the difference between the two is that the one that's focused more on personal comfort, they will opt out of personal progression if personal comfort is going to give them some sort of status or some sort of uh, immediate materialistic benefit. Then the person that's looking for personal progression, that person is going to opt out of financial decisions or certain things that would give them the comforts of life, but their path is more set on how can I be better than my former self? How can I take the lessons I've learned in my life and put them in a direction that will make me happy. And if I find that path of happiness, that will bring me to an understanding of what success really is. So in this, in this paper, he really said, it's not that the people that are searching for personal comfort are bad people, and it's not like the people who are searching for personal progression are some sort of saint. It means that they've identified what is the better outcome. And so if the outcome is personal comfort that they're seeking, 
then they will drive their thoughts, their feelings, their opinions to meet that outcome. If the person that is more focused on personal comfort, they will drive their thoughts, their feelings, and their and 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 personal outcomes and their goals based upon things that will make them a better version of not just themselves, but will also allow them to be stronger, more fortified, so that they can be present and available for all their loved ones. Now, you may be listening to this and think, oh, well, people with personal comfort are shallow. They um, are, you know, not as loving. They don't have all these great attributes. Maybe they wouldn't be as good of a parent. I don't necessarily think that's true. I think what this guy was talking about in this paper was that people's lives can create different desired uh, professions, meaning a lot of uh, famous psychologists from back in the old days, uh, Adler being one of them, he talked about how a lot of people find their profession based upon early childhood life experiences. So um, an example of that could be, let's say, a, you know, a young girl, her, her mom dies of cancer when she was young. And then she grows up, decides to get into the medical profession and decides to focus on, you know, cancer treatment. Or let's use myself for an example. I grew up, uh, adopted, um, you know, a pretty challenging, not the worst family, because there's a lot of love and a lot of great things about my family, but there's a lot of psychological, mental, and physical abuse in my family, and a lot of really uh, unfinished business from my parents and their childhood. And in in that family situation, um, that gave me early, early childhood experiences that led me to, oh, I don't know, become a family therapist. So there is a lot of things that, you know, if a person grew up poor and a person really was struggling for um, to get seen, to be given love and attention, but maybe their parents looked at it as like, well, if you work hard and if you're successful in school and get good grades and make a lot of money, then you're deserving of said love and attention. Those people are more likely going to drift in the category, not drift, but going to be in, in the lane in the category of searching for personal comfort. So again, they're not bad people, but usually their life experiences or maybe choices in adulthood led them to believe that the only way they can achieve happiness is through doing the work that gets them a lifestyle so that they can be comfortable and they can rest or they can be comfortable enough where they can, you know, you know, enjoy the fruits of their labor. Now, someone on personal progression, you know, they could have quite the same experience but they were left with, man, I don't want to be a money-hungry person. I don't want to be caught in the traps of materialism and trying to keep up with the Joneses. So I'm going to go in a direction of you know, personal progression. And I've seen this in a lot of my clients, a lot of my young teen clients. I've seen a lot of uh, young clients where their parents were extraordinarily successful financially. And then the parent would come in and say that they're worried about their kid and their desires for the future. And I would say, why? And I remember this one dad who was a um, big time CEO. I think he even had a private jet. <laughs> he told me one time, he's like, I'm, I'm so frustrated with my son because my son wants to be a kindergarten teacher. And he like is going into yoga. And the dad was so upset because like, that's not going to, you know, build a family and he can't pay his bills. And his dad was so worried that if his son went in this direction, that he would be completely dependent upon the father he would never have respect from a woman and that he would never get a woman that really appreciated and loved him because if he can't provide for his family, he's not going to, you know, he's not going to have a successful life. Well, the son's response to that was, dad, if all the success you have leads you to being the intense, stressed out person, frustrated, always on edge, not sleeping a lot, drinking caffeine 24 seven, just to keep it going. 
then I think I'm going to do the opposite of that. Because he had an example of his father being such a hard worker, but he saw that his dad wasn't present. So oddly enough, not only did he not want, not only did he want to have kids, he wanted to be a teacher of kids. So back to the overall um, understanding of personal progression versus personal comfort. I want you to ask yourself, or, you know, maybe if you want to share this with someone else, what are they looking for in a relationship? And if they're in a relationship already, what are they showing in the relationship? And what is their, spar- their partner, their spouse, or if it's a close friend? A lot of times we have friendships where, you know, our paths go in different directions. And sometimes that happens. But sometimes we can't follow our friends down certain paths. And same thing in marriage and intimate relationships. Sometimes it's too painful to set aside um, a part of ourselves to meet that person's desires for personal progression or to set aside a part of ourselves and our wants and our desires to just go along with someone's desire for personal comfort. I think these two things are, are very similar to oil and water. Now, can a person be highly driven and want personal comfort but put personal progression as a priority and find some sort of balance between the two? Yes, of course. But typically when there is a fork in the road in a relationship, those two things are usually present and they can cause a lot of problems in the relationship, a lot of problems. In fact, through the years of counseling couples, I found that a lot of resentment would grow because the partner that was seeking personal progression was begging and pleading in in different types of ways for their partner that was more focused on personal comfort to come to their side and to see how much their life would be better if they just read a self-help book, if they went to counseling, if they did yoga or did whatever that partner thought would be helpful to their heart, their spirit, their soul, their mind, their body. And the person that was desiring more personal comfort could be feeling, hey, you know, like, I I don't want you to try to make me like you. I want to be myself. And so that's why I said neither of them were wrong. They just had different goals and aspirations. Now, when it comes to a point where they cannot agree on major life decisions, things like money, parenting, financial decisions, this is where it becomes that fork in the road and some decisions have to be made. Now, I can tell you with some of the couples I've worked throughout the years, some of them were able to reconcile that. Some of them were able to, through the work, come to you know marriage therapy with myself. I saw firsthand a lot of people were able to take a deep breath, especially the ones that had children and a lot at stake, and say, we've got to we've got to somehow meet in the middle. We, you know, maybe I focus on, you know, the hardworking things of personal comfort, but if something is needed, I'll let my partner influence me so that I don't drift so far off the path that I'm being self-centered and I'm not concerned about my family's growth, my partner's growth, or my own personal growth. And it, it goes both ways. Maybe the person who's, you know, focused on personal progression you know, that person, as much as they want personal progression, if they're able to come to terms in this relationship, they would allow the person who's, you know, more focused on money or more focused on, you know, financial gain or material items, they will allow that person to allow them to relax a little bit and enjoy some of the fruits of their labor. Or they will allow that person to influence them to be able to be okay with making money. 
Now, this may sound, you know, odd to some people, but I know a lot of people that there's this guilt with money, almost as if like they have a lot of money, somehow it's wrong or it's bad. And I know other people that see if, if you don't have a lot of money, how will you be taken serious? How, how will you be respected? How, how is someone going to really look at you as a worthwhile person? And there's a good debate between the two of those types of people. And I've been in the middle of many of those debates. But I just want you to ask yourself, in your friendships, in your personal relationships, are you the person who's focusing more on personal progression or do you lean more towards personal comfort? And if you, and when you decide which one you are, is your partner or is your best friend that maybe you've been having issues with, are they the other one? Because if they're more on the other side, this might be a podcast you want to share with them to let them know that, hey, we might need to figure out a way that we can benefit from each other's desires in those areas. But if we don't talk about it, if we don't see how we can come to center with this, it is going to separate us to the point where we're going to seem like we married the wrong person or we can no longer go through this relationship, through this marriage or through this friendship and, and continue this any longer because we seem like we're completely polar opposites. So that's today's episode, personal comfort versus personal progression. You be the judge, which one you lean more to the, uh, to that side or the other side. And then once you do that, you know, just think about it and maybe have a conversation with your partner. If you guys have been struggling and see if you can come to some understanding, cause I'm pro connection and pro relationships. So I would love if every friendship could keep their, their, their history and their connection as they evolve and grow through different stages of life. And I would love that every couple that got married or got in an intimate relationship long, long time ago continue to evolve and grow their relationship so they can rebuild their relationship with their new sense of self as they mature throughout life instead of feeling like they have to go in separate directions. Obviously, that's not true in every situation. Obviously, that's not always the case where that can be managed. But if there is a probability or if there is a possibility that they can do that, I would, I kind of, I kind of am in the cheer, the cheerleading section for them being able to figure out, especially if there's kids involved. So thank you guys as always for following us on uh, Instagram, uh, YouTube. Now we're on YouTube and also for listening to us on your favorite uh, podcasting platform or network. And until next time, thank you for helping us to light the fire.